Alright, this is a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> I could do it like this. Alright. I'm gonna go in here and just check to make sure I'm streaming. And I am. Looks good. I'm gonna check a few things. We're going digital this year. Minimize that. Looks good, we're on there. All right. Let's go. Okay, so. I'm wearing these headphones like this. So, look. Um, I got these headphones so that I wouldn't have to wear these ones because I can't wear these headphones and a hat really at the same time. And I want to wear a hat for my live streams because let's face it, I'm losing my hair and you don't need to be reminded of that every single time I do a stream. So it is what it is and that's what these were supposed to remedy. And uh, But they, they for whatever reason, they're not coming like... They sound great with the piano. It comes through really, really nice and loud and clean, and it's got the full range. It sounds great. They sound really, really good. But for whatever reason, the voice going through is all distorted, and don't know why, so I'm going to either have to troubleshoot that or I, I, I don't know. Something. going to have to figure that out. But um, this one's going to be a short one. I think. <laughs> we'll see what happens, but um, I kind of want to change headphones here. Give me one second. Let's ch switch headphones. Check. Alright, that was pretty quick. Alright, we'll do that. Much better. Check, check, and let's see how this... Not too bad. I don't know how I'm going to play with it. <laughs> Alright, so... Let's see. I've got my phone here. Um, okay, let's start with... I'm uh, really excited about how booking is coming along for... Um, E-Open Mic and... Um, also excited to see over the course of this next year just... What, how this develops, you know, how, how Noah's Groovecast develops and what all transpires. I've been working a lot on this studio. Um, here, maybe I can um, do a little demo. Let's see here. Eh, Y'all don't want to see it. Not yet. I'm going to leave it on the reminders. Alright, I've been working a bunch on the studio. Today I painted my my uh, speaker stands. I, I built some speaker stands a while back um, out of wood. You can get it at Home Depot. Um, I think some 2x6s and uh, I think a 2x10. And I filled it up with sand. I actually got the sand from the beach. <laughs> I don't know if that's technically legal, um, but I didn't get a lot of sand. Um, and I just thought there's plenty of sand at the beach. I don't 
see how people could say you can't take sand from the beach. But probably they do. Um, so if that's illegal, don't tell anyone. I don't know. I'll pay for the sand that I took. Um, I took probably like, I don't know, 15 gallons of sand. So if the city wants to calculate a price or arrest me over sand, uh, they know where to find me. Okay, so we've got, I painted the stands because they were, they just had a natural wood color, which I thought would be cool for a little while. And then I just said, you know what, it needs, it needs to have a cleaner look. Look, it just doesn't look right. So painted the stands, just painted them white. Uh, I'm working on getting some couches, uh, some, some better seating in here. I do have the Everyone Couch, which is a multicolored couch inspired by the Everyone Van, which was a van that I bought in California and toured the United States and Mexico with. Went to 60 different cities in about three months. Um, and I had Sharpies. They would fit in the grill of the, uh, on the, I mean, of the hood of the car, uh, of the van. So I just I bought a bunch of different colors of Sharpies and jammed them in the grill. And then at the end of playing for a, a gig or an open mic or whatever, I'd say, hey, there's Sharpies in the grill of the van, you know, go sign the van. And so people, you know, every, after every gig or after every thing that I did, I would go back and, and find, you know, messages that people had, had left, uh, you know, riding on the van. It was really, really fun. I've still got pictures of that, of different messages that were particularly inspirational. There were some pretty funny ones. There were some pretty cruel ones. Um, and there were some really wonderful ones and some really funny ones. And anyway, there's the Everyone Couch, which is here that's sort of a token or a, a, a reminder of that van that I sold to some uh, somebody, a contractor here in Charleston. All right, so I'm cleaning up in here, rearranging some things, getting ready for this eOpen Mic. eOpen Mic is going to launch again. Um, it's round two. Um, though technically we're calling this eOpen Mic version 4.0. And it went through some different versions in its first series. Um, I really liked what happened with the first EOP mic, um, but it was clear there were some issues. So let's address one of those issues was, in the second EOP mic, my internet went down. And so I'm out in a detached garage. It's a large space. Uh, I've, I had Wi-Fi out here, and I've got double layer. Right on. Thank you, Alma. Um... I've got double double layer, what, like five-eighths inch drywall, whatever it is, whatever the thick drywall is, double layer of that, and safe and sound insulation in the walls, mass-loaded vinyl, and green glue, mass-loaded vinyl behind all that, and green glue in between the, the, the layers of drywall. So going for soundproofing, it ain't perfect, but it does a lot, and... Really, I learned a lot about soundproofing in general when I went through this process of trying to do that for, for this space and, and figuring out what works and what doesn't. Really, the best thing you can do is create air cavities. So I've got an air cavity behind me, this wall, which is my green screen, painted with Disney Gamma Sector Green that you can get from Home, Home Depot. Gamma Sector Green, it works great as a green screen. Just paint your wall. Uh, not, not expensive. So you can, if you've got a good wall that you can use, Hey, that's a very smooth surface, and it works great. Um, get a really, really clean, 
crisp uh, green screen out of it rather than using a cloth and trying to make sure it's tight with no wrinkles, you know. It, or, um, it doesn't really have a sheen, so, you know, the light shines off of it. You don't really get these shiny spots uh, on it. So Gamma Sector Green, Disney, that you get for Home Depot. Um, so behind, behind this wall are garage doors, but I built a wall to seal it, and I built a little bit away from the garage doors themselves. So there's actually an air cavity which has some insulation in there. I mean, there's insulation between this wall and the garage doors, but it's not like jam-packed or anything. So you've got, but the most important thing is there's, this wall is not really attached to the garage door behind it. Um, Because that's how the vibrations get through. But anyway, um, so if you go stand on the other side of that, even when we're playing the drum kit that's over here, you can't hardly hear it just right on the other side of that wall, outside the garage doors. But if you go over here where the door is and these any of these other walls where they don't have the air cavity like, quite like this does, it gets through. And it's way quieter than it was, but um, this is the way to go. And really the way to go is to set is to create a room within a room, is what everyone says. And I'm, I'm, after this experience, I'm, I'm confident that that almost completely isolates the sound and prevents vibrations from getting out. And so basically, you'd, you'd create a room within the room that you're wanting to record in, and you need to suspend it off the floor so you could set it on some hockey pucks, and, and that would work. So, um, all right, um, let's see. So, yeah, getting prepared for EOP mic. I'm going to get a bunch more seating in here. And this is really, I'm really excited about EOP mic this go around. Um, so, like I said, one of the, the issues was in the second one, the internet went down. And I had, on the first EOP mic, I had uh, maybe like 125 live viewers, which for never having done an online event before, I was pretty happy with that number. I thought that was a really, really good number. And then the second one, we had maybe about 80 live viewers, and during one person's performance, the internet kind of just cut out briefly, and that severed the live stream and caused it to, you know, post to, it didn't just kind of, you know, lag or anything like that. It really just cut the stream out, and then I had to start the stream again. And so the issue there is that you lost all your viewers, and you got to get them back. And, and of course, people are on their phones or on their computer if something goes down, they're just going to move on to the next thing. A lot of people are. So um, I fixed that. So a few days ago, I, for a couple of days, I was working on getting an Ethernet cable from inside the house all the way out here. And so I drilled down through the floor in the house in a space where it's not visible and drilled into the walls and ran a cable through the walls down through the floor, under the house, through the crawl space, and then underground, and then out here to the, uh, to the garage, to the studio, and through, through the wall uh, and through the electrical, along with the electrical into the studio. So that was a bit of a project. Um, it's kind of fun. <laughs> I don't know, just running cable through the walls, and uh, fortunately it didn't end up... It, it was a project, but it wasn't... Uh, I ran into different roadblocks, but they were solvable, and I got through it. So now I have, I do have Wi-Fi still out here, but I'm hardwired to the modem in the house. 
via a really good quality Ethernet cable, uh, I'm getting a super consistent latency, uh, right around 69 to 70 milliseconds. And so the point in all that is the stream should never cut out again. And so, yes, so this uh, that, that was a pretty big deal with trying to launch a program like this where viewers are going to be connecting and people are, are going to be investing their time and energy um, with some hope or expectation that they will, that what they're going to do is going to be viewed by people. And if, if the uh, stream is going to go down at any point in time and just cut out and lose those viewers, even if it, it only happened one time in like five or six um, streams, it, it's still, it's going to be way better to have this just consistent, non-laggy internet. So very excited about that. Um, the format with eOpenMic is going to be four in-studio acts. I'm going to be one of those acts. And so that means three three local acts that come here. And that's why I'm working on getting better seating in here. I moved a table out, got rid of that. I have a little mini fridge in here. I'm going to stock it with probably beer and maybe some wine and, I don't know, some snacks or, and bottled water and for people to drink. If they, if they want to, whatever you want, if, they're, if you're coming out here to do this, least I could do is offer some beverages, I think. So um, I'm going to have that in the mini fridge and have ample seating where I hope that this can become a place where people kind of come to hang out and talk about real things. Uh, I'm interested in, you know, I don't know, you, you kind of got to... I feel like you got to play life by ear, you know, and last year for me was the year of gigs. I had tons of gigs, not as many as Chris Dodson, but uh, I had, for me, a lot, and it felt like a lot to me. So I, I don't know that I'd want to do more than what I did last year. Did about 250, and yeah, I think that's that's a good number. Um so this year I'm starting out with almost nothing this month. I host an open mic every every Tuesday called Mike Club at Southern Roots Park Circle, seven to ten. So actually six thirty to ten. We do jam, uh, live jams. Got a drum set in there. Um, provide a bass amp, uh, bass and acoustic guitar, and a guitar amp, um, and. Um, so I've had this time, um, and it looks like it might be a little bit of a lighter year. We'll see. Um, I could push really hard to book lots of gigs, and, and, I, and I'm confident that I could do that. But I'm thinking about refocusing my efforts a little bit and maybe get a little more into the media side of things, the reporting side of things. And uh, so what that means is maybe I'm going to be going out and just engaging more uh, with musicians, local musicians, going to see people play, and hopefully people getting people over here, and maybe I won't do as much performing, but just learn more about the community and what people are doing, and be able to report on it, basically, and, and talk about what's going on, and be a source that people can come to to learn about what's going on, and, and where they can find quality local music, and uh, and just learn more about what's out here, all the different kinds of things that are out here, so... I'm hoping this can be a place to come kind of hang out and where worlds can kind of collide a little bit and everyone can kind of talk things, 
talk things out, figure stuff out about what's going on, and um, yeah, that's so that's part of what I I hope you might be, and then also it's a way to connect to outside of just Charleston, and so you know I've got music friends that are in different parts of the country, and maybe even the world a little bit. I gotta think, yeah, even the world a little bit. Um, but beyond that, I'd like to learn, make more friends. So I'm ho- hoping, and, and what happened with the first go-around with the open mic is that people that I didn't even know got in touch. I have no idea how they found it. They got in touch, they signed up, and boom, they're on Skype on the open mic. And so it'll be a way for, uh, it'll, it'll be rooted in Charleston, and that'll be the that'll be the base of Eop and Mike, and so it's a local event, but it's also an international event. And I'll have everyone that's here on mic um, and on camera, and we'll be able to interact with the people that that Skype in. So I'm really excited about that, and uh, still working out exactly the details of how that will work but i've got a mixing board an an xr18 a behringer xr18 that i'm going to run i'll have at least four mics and inputs for people's guitars i do have a drum set in here so if bands want to be a part of it too they can um that'll be a little more of a challenge but it's doable um and i definitely want to do that um but it'll be easier to process solo acoustic performers overall so mostly I'm looking to do solo acoustic performers or solo solo performers. You can promote your band. Um, but I do want to get some bands in here as well. Um, other than that, is that it on eOpen Mic? I'm ex- I've already got a number of people to sign up that I'm really excited. So the first one's going to be January 31st. Uh, Tim Falvey's going to be here in studio. Grant Wenzel's going to be here in studio. Maybe, maybe, maybe Joshua Jarman. I don't know. Uh, possibly. Um, waiting to hear back on that. Um, but it sounds like there's a, there's a decent chance. We'll see. Uh, if not him, somebody else local. And for some of the digital acts, I've got this guy I've never met before. Wrote an email. His name's Arvetra. Um, he's going to be performing out of North Carolina. Uh, my good friend Nathan Douglas is going to be involved, and there'll be two more, and I'm not sure who those are yet. So if you want to, if you're interested in being on this first one, get in touch. Let me know. Um, I'm not going to worry too much about having a full list every night. Um, I definitely want to get a full in studio list, and but uh, yeah, I've got people out in in uh, Long Beach where I got started with music that I'm going to get people to come. And, and be part of this. So this would be a way to connect, uh, you know, Charleston to Long Beach. And so if you ever want to go out to LA, you you know some musicians out there. And that's real. Like for anybody watching, um, if you're a musician and you want to you wanna tour, one of the best ways to tour is to know people that, you know, can listen to what you're doing and say, hey, you should go play here or connect, talk to this person or, or whatever. And then you have a place to play. So that would be a way to do it. Um, and all right, let's move it on. I just made a, made a list of a few different things that I, that I'd talk about. I think this is some of what I want to do is just put out the good ideas that I get every week um, and share them. And this is a place if you're interested in how I'm processing things and 
if you respect how I structure my life or try to set things up and, and get things done, then I'll put out what I use here and, and you can use it if you like. So one thing I got really excited about was iPhone shortcuts. And if you don't know what these are, um, if, you, if you've got an Apple phone or an iPad or something like that, there's this thing called iPhone shortcuts. It's a program called Shortcuts. And when I first got it, didn't really know much about what to do with it. But upon further research, there's some great things that you can use. It's kind of a way to program within your phone. And so experienced programmers, people that invest the time are able to figure out how to do really cool things with iPhone shortcuts. One really neat thing about it is that you can just go online and search for already created shortcuts. And it's sort of like apps, creating your own apps within your phone. Um, but it can do some really cool things um, where you can program your phone to do different things. So one thing I've got on my phone now is that at, at the end of every gig, actually I've connected a shortcut with another thing that's called an NFC tag. And so I'll just talk about both these together. NFC tag is, do I have them here? I don't think so. I put them somewhere. NFC tag is basically a, a, a little chip that has a tiny amount of data in it. And your phone, when it gets close to it, it's called near, near field chip, near field something, NFC tag. The newer phones, when you put them near the, near the NFC tags, they're able to sense the tag and, and I think read the, uh, the small amount of data that's there. And that can act as a trigger to do something for your phone. So I've said, I've programmed an NFC tag to run a shortcut that I've got stuck in my car. I can put my phone right next to the NFC tag and it immediately at the end of my gig, every time I hop in the car, I put my phone next to the NFC sticker and it triggers the shortcut and it sends a text to my wife saying, I love you. I'll be home at this time. And it calculates the distance between where I am and home and automatically sends the text message out. So that way I don't have to be looking at my phone, typing a text message. I just put the phone right next to the NFC tag. It sends a message and it sends a custom message based on my location and the distance to home. And it's, it's awesome. Um, so then she knows exactly you know, when I'm going to be home, what she can expect. It's a, and, uh, and then I've got another NFC tag right next to it where it pops the maps up in case I'm in some place where I don't know how to drive back. I don't have to look at anything. I just hold my phone right next to the sticker, and then it pulls maps up and, and routes my, my way. I've also used an NFC tag on my guitar, and so that when I finish playing, I'm going to take a break. I just put my phone near the NFC tag, and it will start. I already have it connected to the Bluetooth to my mixer, and it will start playing at half at a very specific volume level. Uh, the background music that I use between uh, or to cover my breaks. So I think this NFC technology is really cool and I'm sure there's a lot more that you can do with it. I've created an NFC business card where people can tap their phone to the business card and, and immediately get my information. Um, you know, my phone number, my website, all that kind of stuff, my name. So it's, uh, it's really pretty cool. And, and when you couple it with the shortcuts, it's very powerful, um, and so that's something I'm going to be doing more research on this year is just figuring out what really is possible with that. Um, so that's one thing I wanted to share. Um, 
talked about Ethernet, talked about Open Mic podcast. If you're interested in being on my podcast, uh, like I said, I'm going to be doing that every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Open Mic is going to be last the last Monday of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that will take the place of my podcast on those particular Mondays, and it will be the podcast for those particular Mondays. All right. I wrote down gigs. I don't really know what I have to say about gigs. Um, I've got a new T-shirt. You can check it out on my Facebook page. It's um, called Gone Songin'. And so I kind of thought, you know, after playing 250 gigs this year or last year, um, I started to feel like uh, it's more about songs. It feels like that's what it felt like. I'm going songin' because I didn't... I'm, it's like yeah, every song is kind of a a bait in my tackle box and you know I'm going to go put some songs on the on the hook and and cast it out there and and see what I get and you know I'm gone songing so I I uh I don't know I just really like that idea uh hired somebody on Fiverr to produce an image and really really like what they produced and so I went in and ordered some t-shirts so you can go check that out um actually I could probably put that on here right right now um let me see here I could do a me, uh, image. Yeah, we're going to add an image here. And let's see if this will work here. Yeah, this is going to work. All right, that'll work right here. Boom. <laughs> Little big. I have to... Got a few kinks to work out here on the live stream. I have to do this. Oh, no. Picked up the wrong thing. And, okay, forget it. Uh, wait. No, I'm going to make it happen. I'm having to do this with a touchpad right now. Technology is weird. you got to figure out little things. So my camera that I'm using, hey, we're getting there. Look at this. It's when I had a beard. I'm getting back there, going back to the beard phase. All right, and did it again. All right, here we are. Oh my goodness. There we go. Gone songin', so you can see it. Got the little tackle box, kind of right there. <laughs> And uh, the music scale and the music notes are, are the string of the guitar or the string of the fishing pole. Uh, just, I don't know. I really like the image. So I went ahead and produced a T-shirt on that. All right. We'll move past that. Is there anything else? Um, hey, let's talk about... Um, all right. I didn't write this down, but I'll talk about a couple more things before I sign off. Okay. One thing I wanted to mention is At my at my local gigs, my solo gigs, uh, I want to open those up to anybody that wants to come play. Um, so I would love to create those environments to be a little more collaborative. Now, not quite on the scale of mic club, where we just have some jams with like four or five different people that have never played together, something like that. But just just one or two, and I mean, I want to keep it. They're they're real, you know. They're they're public gigs where uh, an establishment is expecting a certain level of, of entertainment. So 
Um, I'm going to control the do qual- a little more strict on quality control, but um, I would love to, like I did one at Indigo Reef Brewing uh, a number of weeks back, where David Badillo came out and did some impromptu jams, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, so I'd love to do more stuff like that. And so if you're just interested in getting out and playing, just know that almost certainly you're welcome to play at at any of my gigs, at least a couple songs. Like no matter really what your level is. As long as you come in with a good attitude, you, you want to just you look at, you want to play and you want to connect with people and you want to bring something positive to what's going on, then that flies with me. So, um, if you're interested in playing and I'm playing somewhere, that's that's always an option. So, I uh, just want to throw that out there. Other than that, I just wanted to comment. So, yeah, this is, I titled this one this podcast "Good Systems," and that's where I'll go with this. You know, it can be hard to be productive, and it can be easy to burn out. And so, what I've—I maybe finally—and maybe it's, you could say it's taken me long enough. And there's probably a lot of people already are well got these these things well figured out. But I just started doing a couple things, which is breaking up the goals that I want to accomplish into smaller, more manageable bits. So, for example, I'm learning piano right now, and I used to take piano way back in the day. Got, was was pretty good at it, but just uh, did it for three years, and and then haven't really done it much since. Um, but I want to learn a bunch of piano songs for a couple reasons. One, so I can it's a little easier on my hands. Guitar can be really hard on your hands and your fingernails, and so this will be. Being better at piano will allow me to do music. Uh, yeah, that just that doesn't place the burden so much on my fingers. Still works you out more than more than people might think. Um, and so, in at, at first, I I picked out a whole bunch of different songs that I wanted to learn. I picked out um, you know a bunch of really popular classic songs. Um, you know, ones with great melodies, a bunch of Chopin, some Mozart. I don't, I don't know if I have any Beethoven, um, some Rachmaninoff, you know, that kind of stuff. So, uh, Liszt, Liszt uh, I don't know, a bunch of different ones like that. So, I've got the Entertainer, uh, thinking uh, Peanuts. So I'm gonna leave that there. We're gonna move this cable over here. Okay. Um, I printed out sheet music. I found a bunch of sheet music, found YouTube videos, and I started going at it. And then I found I just burnt out real quick. And so the same thing kind of happened to me with learning Mandarin. So for those of you that don't know, my wife Shuang, she's Chinese. Uh, she her family lives in China, and I speak Spanish as well as English, but 
or rather I speak, I don't speak it as well as, as well as I speak English, but I'm, I'm somewhat fluent in Spanish. I can carry on a conversation, but I need to learn how to speak Mandarin. So this has been a task. I'm never going to learn how to write Mandarin, but I wanted to learn how to speak it. So I've been working on that, but I found I would burn out on that as well. So instead, what I'm doing is setting more manageable amounts of time where I know when I engage in it, I get through it and I don't, it's not insufferable. And so I'm just making sure that I, I find whatever that amount of time is that kind of works for me and then set a timer and do that every day. And so that's what I'm doing now. And I've got a good, a cool looking timer on my phone and it's big and, and it's, it's easy to see. It makes a noise when it's done, when the timer runs out. And so that's what's working for me. So highly recommend that. That's a good system for me. And so another thing that I'm doing is just with, is uh, being better about lists, um, essentially to-do lists and organizing those lists. And so that all goes to the title of this, which is Good Systems. And I remember my dad said something like that one time when I was talking, about, talking to him about a system that I created for, for managing my workflow or whatever, however you want to talk about it. And, and that's something that he said is that a good system is really, really important. And so that's something that I just like to put out there that so it can be very worth it trying to figure out how to, how to create a system for yourself that works for you in terms of how you manage your life or how you get things done. So these things are working for me. And so with piano, I'm going to do 30 minutes a day. And I put it on, and really, I get through 30 minutes pretty quick. So I'm thinking about uh, changing it to 40. I think I could do 40. And so, yeah, that's all I'm trying to find out. So I'll leave it with, um, this is a piece that I've been working on. It's a classic one. I'm just learning some of the classics. You've probably heard it plenty of times. And I'm not quite the, all the way there on it, but I found in this short amount of time that I started working on, on this, when I just put in that 30 minutes a day, I got so much farther on it that I would have thought that I that I that I would. And and also, if anybody's interested in learning piano specifically, there's some really good uh, content on YouTube where you can see very clearly how people are pressing the notes and what, what notes they're pressing. And so...
right? So I couldn't do that even like two days ago. Um, so there's two. So I this part came really easy for me. Actually, took a little bit to learn. But there are other parts like the that I'm still working on the speed, but. So, um, point there is, all right, so, look, if you want to learn piano, it's, I don't know, it's not, it's not as hard as maybe people think it is, um, but, uh, you can go on YouTube and, and, and just watch the notes that people are hitting, um, all right, I'm gonna leave it with this. you guys I think I'm gonna leave it there um, let's see what uh, what else I'm using the same technique of a specific amount of time and a timer for doing exercise another thing I need to get under control is diet and I'm not sure that I can apply the same principle to that but I do need to be better about diet all these things play into how you're able to do your life and and they affect your mood and and all this kind of stuff so um, I do want to give a shout out to this place called Rockenbox uh, in West Ashley my wife and I tried this out the other day. It's a little bit on the intense side for her, I would say, but it involves boxing. 
Um, and that's the main way that I don't think it was quite her thing. But it got me super inspired, and so I'm going to be getting a boxing bag. I'm going to hang it here in the studio. And uh, it was a free class that we tried uh, at Rock and Box. You had to buy these uh, sort of gloves that go under the boxing gloves because um, they won't have people use those because that's where you're, you're getting all the sweat and grime, and I think they just don't want to deal with that since they offer the free class. you got to buy those. But they weren't too expensive, like $12. Um, so for a free exercise class, I mean, okay, you're paying $12 for an exercise class and you get some gloves for it. So not, not too bad. So we tried it out. It was, it was really way more intense than I thought it was going to be. Um, I've done some intense exercises before, so highly recommend it. Um, energy was pretty good in there. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Um, you'd get in, you'd get in shape and you'd be fit going there. They push a good pace. So it, uh, but anyway, I, it opened my mind to just how, how great of a workout it is just to even box. So I'm going to work that out into my uh, exercises. Um, it, really, it really was great for me. So I've got exercise bands, and I'm going to put this boxing bag, and uh, I've got some really good exercise bands. They're not, they're not too expensive. They're like 20 bucks each band. I bought three of them. And rather than buying dumbbells or, or a gym membership, I just got these bands, so I'm able to achieve any amount of tension that I really want. Um, they should last a long time. They're great bands. Um, also, I built pull-up bars. If you're interested in building your own pull-up bar, it, it ain't expensive to do it. You just get piping from Home Depot, and it works great. It's a certain kind of piping, um, and you've got flanges that you can just uh, screw into. Uh, I've got a, a nice support beam here in my detached garage, and I just screwed in there using some longer screws and it's it's great and I built one out for outside as well uh, with some four by four pieces of wood into cement and then the flanges and the bar that go across so just a, uh, a outdoor pull-up bar and this way you can anchor your bands to them so this is a great way to get exercise through 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 doing pull-ups and using the bands um, doing uh, boxing and sit-ups and um, push-ups. I mean, it's it's that's everything you need. So um, I'll leave it there. I've got some gigs coming up. Right, that's what I meant by gigs. My band's getting booked uh, a, a decent amount this year. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Getting opportunities that I didn't expect to get. Um, let's just look at the calendar here. So next next month, by the way, um, some of the guests that are going to be here on this podcast coming up next month, um, Ray Soto is going to be in here on the 7th of February, and in March we have um, Grant Wenzel and also Marcelo Henrique. Marcelo's from uh, California, so uh, definitely check out check this out as, as these different guests come on. Um, if you're from Charleston and I would highly recommend checking out, um, Marcelo, um, cause you'll ne there's no other way that you guys are going to find out about him. Um, since he's in long beach and he's not famous, but the guy is great. Um, he's been doing music for a long time. He's got a fantastic voice. Uh, just a really cool person too. Uh, Grant has been awesome. I got to know him through Mike Club. He's been coming out, um, and he's he's a good songwriter. He's a good singer as well. Um, 
He's written a great song that he's released recently. Uh, go check it out. It's Grant Wenzel. And um, gigs coming up. I am playing the Sea Island Farmer's Market on February 5th. Noah in the Space Ark is playing the Washout on February 12th. I'll be at Indigo Reef Brewing on February 20th at Gilligan's on the 25th and an engagement party if you guys want to crash and you're willing to do it on the download, get in touch on the 18th. I'm just kidding. Don't, I'm not going to crash the party. Um, Zeppelin Pizza on March 2nd. I imagine it's going to fill out a little more as time goes on. I'm... St I'm the studio's open for recording. I've got some great equipment in here, so if anybody wants to come in and record, we've got a drum set. I've got uh, some good microphones. The one I'm on right now is the Newman KMS-105. It sounds great for vocals. I'm super stoked on this mic for vocals. It just doesn't feel like it's a mic, you know. It feels like you're just it's just your voice. Um, I've got a couple AKG C214s, um, some of the classic Shure microphones. Uh, Kevin Roach is going to come in here and do some recording on January 29th. I just worked with John. I'm going to hopefully don't butcher his name. Fivefield, Fivefield, as well as Fleming Moore. Shout out to Fleming. We're working on a new song of his called "Oh My Molly," and the song is super catchy. One of the things that I'm, you know, if anybody's interested. One thing I'd love to do is get more people engaged at these different shows. So I said that, but like, there's so many good songwriters and and even like solo performers. I just feel like if a bunch of us songwriters put together a band, like we got some instrumentalists that that would learn our stuff, we could put together such a killer show of original music. Like this song, "Oh My Molly," is so fun. And so if we got, if we put together like 15 songwriters or 20 songwriters and booked a show somewhere and we all promoted it, then we, and we turn out like 150 to 200 people. And then we've got this band where they're dialed in on all of sort of our best songs. That is going to be a fire night. That would be killer. Like... I'm telling you, Oh My Molly is such a fun song to sing. And it, if, if, if you, you know, so much about whether the music succeeds or not is about the vibe. Like, so doing it at, a, at, a, at the right venue with the right people, um, you get a good, a good crowd engaged and people are happy and excited and everyone knows that, like, we're all here to have a good time. That song is so fun and it's just going to, and then I just did this other song called Guitar Heaven with, with John. Super fun song. And so if we can pull these songs off that are just, they're feel-good songs, like, that are just nice songs. They're, they're nice to listen to. They're fun to sing. They're positive. Um, I mean, we could just have such a great night with these songs. So I, I just think there's so many songwriters that we could do that with. And we just need to find the right instrumentalist to come around it and support it. Challenge is it's a lot it's involving a lot of people. And so the question is 
how do you get everyone paid? So I think when you're involving that many people, it might not be a way to get everyone paid. Um, I don't know, you sell merchandise, but if everyone was in it for just the, the good time, it would be phenomenal. I'll leave it there. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast. Um, doing this every Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you'd like to be a guest on this podcast, I'd be happy to host you, get to know you, ask questions. And uh, this post, this podcast posts to a lot of different places, including Spotify, Apple, Amazon, YouTube. We'll leave it there. Thank you guys again for tuning in, and we'll send you off with the outro. Oh, I gotta find the outro. It's not on the desktop anymore. Gotta work these things out. Gonna go to music. No, grow music. Maybe it's in logos. All right, you guys, I'll figure it out for next time. Thanks for tuning in.